Hello and welcome to another episode of the Daily Objip Objective. Uh, I'm Daniel, usually behind the scenes, but today again in front of a camera. Joining me today is James. How are you doing? Real well. How are you? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. So today we'll be mainly discussing an article by Basim Ait, if that's how you pronounce him. I uh, posted the link to the article in the chat and in the description. And we'll be mainly discussing the UNRWA, which stands for United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees in the Near East. Uh, but before we do that, let's uh, cover some news about the Israeli-Hamas conflict. So the biggest thing that's happening is around Al-Shifa Hospital. Uh, uh, what has happened is, so it's one of the biggest ho I believe the biggest hospital in the biggest Gaza. hospital in Gaza, yeah. Uh, Netanyahu has claimed that uh, they have designated routes to a safe zone south of Gaza City. Basically, they want to evacuate all the civilians from there. Uh, but they also claim that Hamas is doing everything in its power to keep the civilians in hospitals. That's a claim by Netanyahu. He also, uh, I, and then IDF says it, it attempted to supply the hospital with fuel. Uh, but apparently also Hamas prevented the hospital from receiving it. So they're really trying hard. It's uh, it's incredibly weird, the fact that you have your own civilians and you're trying to keep them there and your enemies are trying to evacuate them from that hospital. It's uh, We're living in strange times. Uh, and also just to add to that, US warns Israel that it does not want to see fighting in hospitals. Uh, James, just quickly, what do you think about this news? Well, first of all, I have to express my shame at my own government for repeating Hamas propaganda and falling into all of the, the lies that justify these Hamas atrocities. And I cannot put it any more starkly because that is exactly what they're doing. If you think about the, I, the very fact that they put their headquarters underneath the largest hospital in Gaza tells you everything about their strategy. Would it be a surprise to you that they are forcing people to stay there? Would it be a surprise to you that they're destroying these safe passage corridors? Would it be a surprise to you that they're not allowing people? I understand Benjamin Netanyahu did state what they appear to know. People are being held in the hospital at gunpoint if necessary. People being held from entering the safe passage corridors at gunpoint if necessary. They're damaging the corridors themselves by rocket attacks so that people can't escape. And more than that, there's a, the additional thought that the displacement of all these thousands of civilians is itself an atrocity on Israel's part. In other words, Israel's attempt to spare civilians, displacing them as refugees, is itself some kind of war crime. Now think about what happened on October 7th. Babies were burnt alive. People were raped to death. They put forced people into an open field so they could just mow them down and slaughter them. So a surprise attack on civilians in Israel, is uh, a, their attack is specifically aimed uh, by, at doing atrocities and attacks on civilians. Civilians. Israel, of course, cannot harm the head of a single civilian without being the bad guys here, even if, now imagine, you got group one over here shooting and killing your babies. Group two is trying to defend themselves, but group one is holding up their own babies as shields, saying, you can't shoot us, Okay, instead of seeing that the group over here holding up their own babies are purely responsible for the death of those babies, 
Israel gets the blame for those babies, even when it's an act of self-defense. Now, this is morally perverse. This is morally perverse. Using civilians as a propaganda weapon against Israel's rational self-defense. I mean, the leader of Hamas said after October 7th, we will continue to do October 7th, more and more and more such atrocities until Israel is completely wiped out. That's what the leader of Hamas said about October 7th. If Israel does not adequately respond and take out their capacity to do that, we are inviting, encouraging, and giving the green light to more October 7th. So, U.S. government, you are the ones creating more October 7th in falling prey to this rank uh, propaganda. There are other UN organizations like UNICEF, uh, other relief organizations from the UN. They don't listen to the what the uh, disputing parties on the ground are saying. They ignore that because they're just really humanitarian relief, not this group. This group has long been accepting Hamas propaganda. This is a UN group specifically designed for Palestinian refugees. Well, before we talk more, more about that, let's uh, <laughs> yes. do a quick uh, okay. run of the news. We also had uh, a statement from the Israeli military that uh, Hezbollah has attacked, uh, has, uh, I believe, mortar shelled uh, the north of Israel, and uh, about seven IDF soldiers were lightly injured. Uh, and also we have a, uh, a statement from Netanyahu. He said that Palestinian authority in current form should not run Gaza. And he also stated that Hamas should be destroyed completely. Uh, so I'm glad to at least see some sort of direction. Uh, we'll see That's if... That's a huge step. No, the Palestinian Authority is just terrorism light. They shouldn't have any role in uh, the control of Gaza after this. They cannot be trusted. They're killers waiting. It, they're they're just, uh, you know, uh, 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 terrorism light uh, waiting for uh, 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 different kinds of opportunities to engage in terrorism. But their goal is to destroy Israel as well is to destroy Israel as well. So I'm glad that we are, and I'm glad that the goal, and I did hear that too, that the Israeli government at least still has the goal of destroying Hamas. They have every right and the capacity of the enemy to do any further harm. That is the basic uh, morality of self-defense. We have lost all mooring about self-defense, rational grounding about what self-defense actually requires and entails. Um, and it, like I say, it drops the context, the entire conceptual context. Um, uh, one, another great example that the article gives, for example, Israel is blamed for the lack of fresh water in Gaza, clean, potable water for people to drink. Well, Hamas is using water pipes as rockets. First of all, the infrastructure was placed there by Israel when, when once upon a time, they had control of the area. Hamas takes control of the area uh, Israel unilaterally gives Gaza to the Palestinians. Hamas promptly gets elected the leaders, and Hamas is now using the infrastructure that Israel built to provide fresh water there as weapons. And Israel gets the blame for the fact that there's no fresh water in Gaza. Now think about that for a second. It, and, to, and to go into that sort of sick reasoning that says that the refugees are some kind of atrocity or the lack of potable water in, in uh, Gaza is Israel's fault is again to fall prey to Hamas propaganda. Unfortunately, the United States government itself have become the shills for Hamas's murderous propaganda. It's nothing short of that evil. 
Um, and Hamas has been using the fact that uh, the poverty and the bad state that Gaza is in to basically fuel uh, their population into a hatred for Israel, blaming uh, blaming I, all of it for. We've made this point on numerous occasions, and it bears repeating again and again and again. Uh, for the last 17 years, Hamas has been ruling Gaza. Uh, this is some of the most uh, beautiful Mediterranean coastline. They could have had international resorts and hotels in there. Uh, uh, they could have been making money. They could be uh, improving the lives, well-being, the, we uh, the wealth of the people in God, have they convinced? No, from the moment Hamas took control, they've been lobbing rockets into Israel. They have not been doing anything to, and further, this article makes a very important point. It's not just the general prosperity, it's the specific aid that's grant, that's being given. The, a reporter confirms that humanitarian aid meant for the hospital, meant for civilians in Gaza, is being diverted, stolen by Hamas for its own purposes to engage in further war and atrocities and being taken from the civilians by Hamas. Now, when he tweeted that out, what did this United Nations group do? It got rid of the tweet. It's suppressing the information. The United Nations group here is suppressing the truth that Hamas is stealing the humanitarian aid. But again, who gets the blame? Israel. And anytime someone uses this kind of logic that the Palestinian civilians are somehow a war crime or atrocity or talk about perverse language, genocide, obviously Israel is the only one who give a damn here about Palestinian civilians. It's perverse, it's upside down, it's insane, and it is a sanction for evil. And the United Nations group here and the foreign minister, the Secretary of State of the United States are falling straight into the Hamas propaganda line. So let's uh, talk about this article in a bit more detail. So as I said, it's from uh, Basim Aid, if I pronounce it correctly. Uh, just a quick things about the UNRWA. So I think I mentioned it, but it's the United States Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine refugees in the Near East. An interesting thing that I found out is it's apparently the only uh, refugee organization of the UN that is specified or is uh, only focusing on a specific conflict or an area. Uh, that all the, other, all the other one is basically global. Yeah, they have a global, uh, uh, you know, uh, refugees and, and people displaced. And that is worldwide. They also have an organization, UNICEF, the Children uh, Children's Relief Fund. Both of those organizations provide aid to displaced people. And they don't listen to the political differences on the ground. They're just there to help the uh, the humanitarian crisis, as it were. We're going to help the children. We're going to help the civilians who are refugees. Not this group. It is zeroed in on Palestinian refugees, and they take Hamas's word at face value. They will believe anything Hamas says. Worse, what the article we have in the link shows is they will actually suppress the truth that Hamas is stealing this um, humanitarian aid and diverting it from getting it to hospitals and children. Well... Is that Israel's fault? No, but the United Nations is suppressing the idea that Hamas is in any way to blame for it. Now yeah, think so about that. These just, people are carrying water. They're they're continuing the lie. They're justifying more October 7th. There's no other way of looking at it. 
uh, just to provide some context uh, with the tweets. So this happened, I, I think, about a month ago. So this yeah, is not something that happened now. Yeah. Uh, but basically what happened, and the UNRWA has been tweeting about it as it was happening, uh, people or Hamas authorities has have basically seized, uh, I think it was fuel, medical supplies, and other types of material, which was strictly for humanitarian purposes. UNRWA made the tweets about this, then they deleted them, but deleted. it was... It was still later confirmed. And even the staff of the place they took the supplies from was forced forced to evacuate. Uh, so they're making the United Nations group evacuate. <laughs> and the United Nations group is believing whatever nonsense the people that are making them evacuate and taking the humanitarian relief tell them. Unbelievable unbelievable but it is absolutely going on and this united nations group is suppressing the truth and apparently the united states state department is going along with that nonsense i mean in a vague way u.s secretary blinken says israel should do more to reduce the civilian casualties when asked in detail what do you mean what have they done that's gone too far he wouldn't give any specifics so just in some vague, nebulous way, Israel should be doing more to help civilians, uh, but he won't specify what. But on the other hand, he'll accept Hamas's lies. He'll accept Hamas's lies about this hospital. Please don't hit the hospital, even if it is HQ for Hamas. Unbelievable. Yeah, people have become so, like... I... <laughs> I don't know what to even call it. So like focused on like one thing without like seeing a bigger issue. So they just see, you know, Palestinians dying and From it's all, or, or less Palestinians dying than Israelis. And then it automatically makes Israel evil, forgetting all the context, forgetting the fact that Israel has been the one that's been attacked, uh, forgetting the fact that Hamas is literally using human shields, uh, block blockading people from north of Gaza, uh, evacuating to the south, they're blocking roads, uh, they're doing anything they can to stop them. They declare they, they, uh, the uh, people in Gaza shouldn't listen to the Israeli uh, Israeli evacuation. Right, right. repeatedly telling the, the people of uh, Gaza City, ignore what the IDF is telling you when they say, get out of your home or get out of this area, or this is the safe passage. Ignore the IDF altogether. The only, you know, yes, uh, absolutely. Hamas cares about Palestinian babies. They care about Palestinian babies being dead so they can use them as propaganda tools. The whole strategy of Hamas is to kill as many Palestinian babies so they can use it as an alleged atrocity that Israel is doing. As I say, obviously, Israel is the only side here that gives a damn about uh, civilians, and yet they're being accused of genocide. Uh, it is the ultimate perversion. Now, as objectivists, what we would say about this is this is an intrinsic, a, sort of a religious approach to the death of babies. If a, the death of a baby is intrinsically evil and whoever is responsible for the cause, whoever's the cause of that is evil. Well, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. We have to back up and look at the context. Who actually caused the death of that baby? Who actually caused the death of that baby? And here we can see the aggressor 
obviously when it comes to war there's no way the innocents don't wear hats and the guilty ones wear a different hat so that you can distinguish so that the person acting in self-defense can distinguish the innocent civilians from the not innocent civilians that's not the way war works ever ever innocence will die and it is always the aggressor's fault because that distinction cannot be made in rational self-defense in this case it is all the more clear they're actually refusing to let their uh, civilians escape. They're actually starving they're, and uh, preventing clean water from getting to their own civilians. They're holding up their own babies as shields. So in this case, it is all the more clear. In fact, the babies are being used by dead Palestinian babies are what Hamas wants, wants. And so long as anyone is on the side saying, it's Israel's fault, Israel's fault. They're falling prey to this Hamas propaganda. They're justifying Hamas. Israel alone says we're willing to live in peace. Hamas still says Israel must be utterly destroyed. That distinction, so long as Hamas refuses to allow Israel to exist at all, conceptually or in their actions, all of their civilian deaths are their own fault. And of course, they don't let their people prosper. Of course, they keep their people in starvation and misery just so they can blame Israel. And when anyone cries the crocodile tears here about Palestinian babies and doesn't blame Hamas, but blames Israel, they are Hamas propagandists, frankly, giving moral justification to October 7 and to more October 7s again and again and again, just like the Hamas leader said, after October 7, there shall be. We should need to consider the future babies. We need to eliminate Hamas for the sake of both Gaza's babies and Israeli babies. There is a common enemy to both, and it's Hamas, not Israel. So, by the way, you mentioned this about uh, the Western journalists, crocodile tears. And the more I've been watching, the more I hope they are crocodile tears, because I have seen so many of them not having any emotion about the Israeli deaths and if they only have like it, it's sad that both sides are losing no matter it, even it, like Hamas is in the wrong it's still sad some innocents will die but if you have such a distorted mind that you cry when people in Gaza are dying but you have no emotion when people in Israel are dying how how distorted your mind is so that's why i'm I'm hoping they're just crocodile tears right right to the extent that it's just sincere tears for palestinian babies and not for what happened on october 7th now think about it would israel burn children alive ever ever would they rape people to death ever would they engage will israel ever engage in the sort of atrocities you saw on october 7th no there's no reason for it other than just sheer terror and you hate the people and you want to wipe out the civilians. Israel will never do that. And that moral distinction is never going to be brought to mind. So long as those atrocities on October 7th aren't actually faced up to, and that's part of the immoral evasion on the part of the West, they can't really wrap their heads around the more, the more innocent ones, can't wrap their heads around the true evil that is Hamas. But you're right. There is a more guilty category. That guilty category of people who refuse to cry for the babies on October 7th, but have all these tears just for the babies being trapped 
in, in the hospital. The mothers and newborn babies that are a big part of any hospital's population are being trapped there, from what I understand, in some cases at gunpoint. And that's Israel's fault for those babies. It's madness. It's absolute madness and a world turned utterly upside down it in just, logic. Just quickly, it's not about it's not even about the refusal to cry for Israel. Because, you know, emotions are just a result of your subconscious ideas. Right. So if, you're, look, if you're looking at the atrocities that happen in Israel uh, and you have no emotion, I'm just wondering how far is your mind gone that you got to the point that you, you, your your mind is like so abstracted away from the Israel-Palestine conflict that you automatically think Palestine is good, that even that you don't consider Israelis even people, basically. Well, I think of I think of a United States Congresswoman, Rashida Tlaib. She was, they asked her after October 7th, on October 8th, October 9th, October 10th, do you denounce the killing of babies by Hamas in Israel? She refused. She refused to answer. She had no complaint about that. She takes, she's censored because of her advocacy of violence and racism. Okay, her ugly racism, her ugly tribalism, her rank irrationality, which justifies and thinks in effect that Israeli babies had it coming to them on October 7th. And then she takes to the floor in defense of herself, and she says, oh, you guys are dehumanizing Palestinian babies. The cries of Palestinian babies are just as valid as the cries of Israeli babies. No, in your mind, they weren't. In your mind, the cries of the Israeli babies are the ones to be ignored, ignored, because she can't see that the cries of the Palestinian babies are the direct cause of Hamas. So covering up Hamas's entire evil and ignoring October 7th was a key part of her uh, ridiculous lies and illogic. She's obviously an irrationalist, mystic, tribalist who hates Israel, who hates Israel, is perfectly fine with violence against Israeli babies. That's a United States congresswoman. So you're right. That is that category. And that is pure evil based in racism and mysticism. Yes. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember because uh, I, especially if you're on the internet and there, there are surprisingly like so many because I watch a lot of like streamers and a lot of them are covering this, uh, co covering this conflict, and the amount of them that they are like so, I mean not even pro Palestine, so pro Hamas and anti Israel, like, uh, and I'm, the, uh, I'm might not be remembering this correctly, but I think I've heard quote which went something like uh like even the ba even the israeli babies are settlers meaning like that it, it like justifies anything uh against israelis or israelis israelis like there are no innocence in israel basically that is the logic of genocide the illogic of genocide obviously but the super logic in quotes the that is the the rationalization, let's put it, not the reason, but the rationalization for genocide. So every time you hear that, it is, you know, a cry for uh, Jewish genocide. And then they have the nerve, the perverse nerve to turn that on its head and call what's happening in Gaza genocide by Israel. Uh, <laughs> and when we know where in, in the last century who have been the real victims of genocide, uh, uh, it, like during the Holocaust, 
were the Jews. And it's no accident that the Jews now are being specifically targeted as the perpetrators of genocide, when, as I say, it's clear that only they give a damn about Palestinian civilians. When, when Hamas is using their own babies as shields. No. Uh, the, uh, Israel is perfectly blameless of anything of the sort. Um, you know, I have to expand this. If Egypt won't uh, let uh, anyone through, except maybe foreign nationals and a few humanitarian cases through the Egyptian border, they too are engaged in this policy, pro-Hamas policy, of trying to blame Israel for the babies that Hamas is causing to die in Israel's rational self-defense. So all of these other, you know, Muslim states that surround and are offering no help to the Palestinians, they are really guilty. They are ones helping Hamas. And they are, of course, at the end of the day, bigoted racists against Israel who'd have no problem with the death of Israeli babies. These are all just rationalizations, in effect, for what happened on October 7th. That's all it is. Uh, so let me thank our super chatters quickly. Uh, first, thank you, Bonnie. Uh, especially thank you, Bonnie. She has been super chatting every day for... Every day? For, for a while now. Uh, also, thank you, Jonathan, always in the chat. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, he says, uh, I'll try to watch later. He says, apparently, we have been having some uh, issues uh, for the last couple of days. I thought I'd fixed it with today's stream, but it's been keep happening. So I'll try to look more into that and hopefully we, we can fix it by tomorrow. Uh, and also, thank you, Enric. He says, thank you for the details from Moral Clarity. Thank you, Enric, for your support. And thank you all for your support. You know, if you do think that, you know, at some point we will move on to other issues and get back to the, the full scope of, of philosophy uh, and all the issues under the sun that uh, it, it can help us with. Uh, but, you know, as we've been doing this, it, it you know, I happen to think that this is a, an important moment of moral clarity um, and an important issue for Western civilization right now in stark terms. So I want, if you think this programming is important, please continue your support. It, it really matters a lot to us. And we're one of the few, we're the most rational voice out there. And we're one of the few rational voices out there at all, you know, outside of someone like your own Brooke or something, the best coverage is happening here on this. So I wanna thank all the people who've been loyal and continuous friends of us through, through these difficult weeks, uh, because, you know, Rosie and I both regard this as a very important uh, issue. <laughs> At some point, we'll get back to other stuff. But all those of you who've hung with us on this, knowing the importance of this moral issue, knowing how we provide a unique perspective on this, uh, I, I really thank you all very much. Furthermore, please do consider, for everyone else listening, potentially listening to us out there, please do consider becoming a paid subscriber to the Ayn Rand Center UK. Uh, if I do modestly say so myself, I think we're doing heroic work out here. And we are one of the very few voices speaking any kind of reason on topics like this. So thank you. And uh, maybe just a short teaser for this upcoming week. Uh, I think we'll at least have one more episode with Gilad. We'll be continuing the episode I had with him uh, last week. I'm not sure if it will be with me, but it will definitely be with Gilad because uh, he had like a 
one more thing to say and we pretty much ran out of time so and i think there's enough on another episode and, and also has more than just one thing to say too <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, and also i i wanted to mention it earlier uh, when we talked about the palestinian authority versus hamas we uh i i know razi wanted to do a video about the differences between hamas and palestinian authority uh so i'm not sure if it's gonna be this week since raz is busy but uh that's definitely has been traveling lately um all around um he's he's seeing a good deal of my country the united states from coast to coast and in in between so he's been quite busy but uh that would be a good one to compare and contrast the palestinian authority in the west bank and hamas in gaza uh, that that would be an important show to do and as usual razi our leader has got great ideas. We've got some other great programming coming up. We've all got all kinds of uh, new uh, special programs for subscribers at different levels coming up that won't be just directly related to this topic. Uh, and they're all in the works and they're all being planned and they're all coming up. So hang with us, people. Uh, uh, we've got all kinds of good stuff coming up, uh, both about this vital topic, but as the future proceeds, a bunch of other stuff again. So I just want to thank you once more. My gratitude is eternal and endless. Uh, just quickly, the Palestinian Authority versus Hamas was my idea, uh, but he will do the episode. I'll let him do that. Okay, uh, Daniel, my apologies. You you are the brilliant behind-the-scenes man here, and I want to thank you in particular. You do, you're doing a great job, a heroic job through these tough times. Thank you. Thank you, and with that, uh, we'll be back tomorrow at... Uh, at a slightly different time, half an hour earlier, but at, and also let me quickly thank uh, Walter. He just uh, sent a super chat. So we'll be back tomorrow with both the daily objective and the reality show. Thank you everyone. Thank you, James. Bye-bye. You will.